welcome back to the Curiously Guided Podcast, the place for intuitive business owners. So we're your hosts, Shay and Mariah, and today we are talking about manifestation, mindset, the subconscious mind. And it's funny because like, as I'm listing these out, it's like listing them out as separate things, but they're all actually so interrelated that we couldn't have a conversation about one without bringing in the other pieces here. So in this episode, we're actually interviewing Terrell Cherry, and he was in the same hypnotherapy certification course that I was in. And although we didn't meet in the course together specifically, I ended up, I don't know, as I always do, stalking Instagram. And I ended up finding him and I just really resonated with like, how he creates content, how he talks about manifestation, how he talks about hypnotherapy and the subconscious mind. Like, it's not like everybody else. He makes it all really grounded, really practical. And I actually signed up for one of his um, group hypnotherapy sessions that he did like a while ago. And that's actually how we became connected together because of course I'm over here like, oh my God, we were in the same program. And he's like, cool. <laughs> but it just opened up the conversation for us to talk about this. So when me and Shay were having a conversation we were like, you know what, we really want to have a podcast episode about this. He was the first person that really came to mind. Um, and yeah, like just in this, in this episode, his story of following curiosity and his biggest money manifestation to date. Like, I don't know why he didn't start off the conversation with this one because it's like mind blowing. So here's, you know, a little teaser here of like, you definitely want to stay to the end of this podcast episode because like your mind might be blown just like mine was. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm really grateful that we could have this conversation. It went in a lot of different directions, but it all seems to wrap together really beautifully. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I so really enjoyed this episode. And I think Mariah is right. Um, at the end of the episode, Terrell shares throughout the whole thing, but especially at the end, really tangible real life examples that really helped like concrete all of these ideas for me in a way that they haven't been before. And, and as you were talking, what popped up for me, I love this episode because the reason I wanted to make this podcast with, with you in general, Mariah, is I wanted to have a place where I could ask some kind of like dumb, quote unquote, dumb questions about these things, these topics that I have heard of and I'm interested in and I want to explore more, but perhaps have seen a bit too like out there or too woo, or it's hard to find like a really grounded approach. And I or feel the like the same information on Instagram, like people it, just regurgitating the same shit. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, Terrell in this episode, I got, you'll hear me. I got to ask all of my like really 101 style questions. And he just did a, such a great job of explaining all this stuff. You know, you hear these things like manifesting and the subconscious. And, and I think a lot of us, our first reaction is to roll our eyes a lot of the times, unfortunately, because it's been so like watered down and dumbed down. And, and he just had this incredible way of 
saying all of this stuff in a way that I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like I get it. And then the examples at the end, just like hit it home for me. So, um, I'm excited to share this episode with you guys, just to tell you a bit about Terrell before we dive in, he is a mindset and manifestation coach here to help others rewire subconscious beliefs that are holding them back from clarity, peace, and the confidence so that they can create a life on their own terms. He is a no nonsense hypnotist that guides you towards self-empowerment. Always the voice of reason that says you can do anything you want to do. Let's get to it. So with that, let's get to it. Terrell, we are so excited to have you on the podcast. So I've been following you for a while on Instagram and I'm like obsessed with your reels and like all of your content. I just think that you bring like a new flavor and an empowering and actionable perspective to the world of mindset and manifestation. I love that. Um, Thank you. And that is literally my intention. So uh, the validation feels really, really good. And um, yeah, yeah. You know, I try, I try to take the magic out of manifestation, or maybe I should say that differently. I try to make it more pragmatic because um, I do think there is a magic to it. But um, one of the things that I've been really toying with is this idea that manifestation or mindset work is like um, akin to a genie. And um, there's some there's some truth to that, but I also think that when we can set intentions and really be focused on our emotional set point and our vibrational experience, um, we're able to manifest a lot easier. And I think the, the best way to do that, I think the, the most uh, exceptional tool you have in your, in your toolbox is your mind, your, you know, the brain, <laughs> visualization, focus, all of that. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this conversation. You know, I am just like you guys. So full disclosure, Mariah and Terrell know each other from a hypnotherapy certification that they did together. And so you guys are definitely more advanced in this world than I am, but I, you know, myself am recently you know, I've discovered Joe Dispenza and I'm learning about visualization and the power of the mind. And I really liked what you said earlier, Terrell, about the, I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher the words, but the vibrational frequency and the energy behind manifestation. There's uh, what we're, one thing we're excited to dive into today with you is um, I think the word manifestation has gotten a bad rep. <laughs> I think a lot of people roll their eyes when really, it, oh, that, that's kind of a woo-woo out there, ethereal kind of concept. But really, it, there, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of power in the mind, like scientifically proven data driven backed power when we get, I loved how you called the mind a tool, you know, and when we use it as such and think about it as such, it can be really powerful. And then the flip side of that is true too, which is what we're excited to talk about when we stay unaware of the subconscious mind and everything that's going on and the thoughts that we're allowing and holding space for, it can really hold us back in ways that we don't even realize, right? So it can definitely be a double-edged sword. Um, but before I let us dive 
dive way too far in deep. Uh, I I don't know you a ton. I know Mariah does. Would you mind getting me up to speed? It sounds like you've had a pretty, I can tell you've built a really cool business that's very unique and tailored around what your zone of genius is. And then I also know you've lived in a lot of really cool places and it sounds like you've had some cool experiences. Would you just... Um, get us up to speed with how you got here in your business. And I'd love for you to focus on particularly the moments that you followed your intuition while you were building all of this and making these big life decisions and let your curiosity guide the way. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yes. Um, That's okay, such a so... big question. Any, anything you want to tell us, like start with yeah, Australia. You know, there are... <laughs> I, I love this this question. I mean, I've answered this question so many times. So I kind of have a have it locked down to a key to a few key points, right? Um, I, you're all the things you said correct. I've I've moved around to different places. A lot of I've lived a lot of different places. I'm a military brat, um, so it's kind of baked into my my DNA. I think um, really being able to move around and shift around and change. Um, but, you know, I didn't really even start manifest, like I started manifest manifesting back in 2000 and it must have been seven, 2007, I was here in Atlanta, I had just decided that I didn't want to do the traditional school route anymore and that I wanted to have a job that was more fun that was more authentic to me and so naturally I went into cosmetology school um and so I started I started doing hair and um I felt stuck I really did feel trapped I I thought that where I was I just had too much of a safety net to actually expand and grow my mom was here and I had friends who knew me since I was 16 and you know it was at, at this time I'm, I'm going into 25 and really thinking about what I wanted my life to look like and so the first thing that came to mind was you have to get out of this town <laughs> you have to leave and I found the I, like this was right when the secret was starting to come out and that was the first that I really heard about focusing your intention and designing that life. And I spent a good, I, I spent a good few months manifesting a trip, a move to Chicago. I only knew one person there. I only, I like literally had zero money, not zero money, but I had maybe like a few hundred dollars saved. And I was determined to get out of Atlanta and move to Chicago. I focused on one salon and I was like, I'm going to, this is the coolest salon that I could find in Chicago. I want to be here. I'm going to sleep on my friend's couch until I save up enough money to find an apartment. And, you know, my family was like, are you crazy? You need to save $5,000. And I was like, $5,000, that's going to take me seven years. Like in my mind, I was like, this is no, uh, I was like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make this happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm just going to make it happen. And I focused, I watched uh, movies that had everything to do with Chicago. I really just got into this idea of me being there and moved to moved. I left, I packed my little Honda and moved to Chicago. And when I got there, I received a kind of like an email from the salon being like, Hey, we actually just hired a bunch of assistants. We don't need any more, but we'll definitely keep you 
you know, keep you posted on what's happening. And so I was like, okay, well, that's a bummer, but I'm here. Uh, flash forward, like a month later, they end up calling me back and I end up working at that salon. So that was my first real, you know, success story. I was working at, I worked at that salon for two years. I lived in Chicago for two years before deciding to move back to Atlanta and then eventually moving to New York. But I kept that frame of mind with everything. Even when I moved to New York, I said, this is the salon that I want to work at. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to make it happen. And I made it happen. Ended up working at that salon for four years. Once, you know, I, I don't know if you know much about human design, uh, yeah. but as I'm getting deeper into it, I realized, you know, I am one that has to go through these emotional waves and feel things out. And I'm a Manny Jen, so I have a lot of hats, you know, a lot of plate spinning at, at one time. And my interests are, are, are vast and many. And so when I was doing hair, I started getting that other, it, it, again, it's like a feeling within me that's like something needs to change. And sometimes it does feel like I'm stuck or it just feels, there's this question of like, could I be doing more? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. could, could I have more in my life? Could, why am I not totally satisfied with this thing that I've worked so hard for or where, what's missing? And that started creeping up again. You know, I was working at this really beautiful salon. I was making the most money I've ever made at, at that age and or at that time of my life. And I just couldn't, I wasn't satisfied. And I wanted, I, I knew that I wanted to work with people. I knew that I wanted to help people. I knew that I, I really loved certain aspects of doing hair, but there are other things I didn't love. And I remembered that while I was in cosmetology school, I had just by chance decided to teach group fitness classes. And I did that maybe for like a few months before moving to New York and it kind of just let that, that die. And so I was like, let me just look into that. And um, that whole process took me to, you know, I, I ended up going to Nicaragua for a retreat and had this beautiful breathwork experience um, where, you know, my grandmother came in and was like, you, you can make anything happen. And it was just like this whole experience. And I went back to New York and quit my job and had the, again, plan that I am going to figure out this fitness thing. I'm going to become a fitness professional. Uh, Soul Cycle was beginning to really blow up in New York. And I said, I'm going to work there and I'm going to work there and I'm going to figure out if I like it. Cause I remember when I took my first spin class, I hated it, <laughs> but I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to make it happen. And that was June of 2014 that I started working at SoulCycle for the front desk with just the intention to figure things out. Six months later, 2015, February, 2015, I am graduating through their instructor training program and being moved to San Francisco and start my new life as a full-time spin instructor for SoulCycle. And that really closed the door to that previous life of being a hairstylist. And so, you know, everything that I've been moving through has been phases and, and levels. I think, again, I, like you said, following that curiosity, I've never second guess I never really like 
um, doubted that, that feeling within me that said, do, can you have more? Do you want more, right? Um, I've never been one to just be like, I'm on this path, so I'm gonna stick to this path no matter what, because I just can't live in that. I can't, I, I'm, I've never been the person to, to feel that discord and allow it to just fester for too long. Now, have I stayed in things longer than they need to be? Of course, you look at some of my relationships, Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, when it comes to really feeling fulfilled and in, in wanting to help people, that's been at the at the top of my at the top of, of everything that I've, I've ever done. Uh, the move to San Francisco ended up connecting me with some soul family and who ended up being a really big, pivotal part of my life. They helped me really grow and they, they they took me to Australia. And from that one trip to Australia, I was offered a job in Melbourne to teach spin. And I jumped on that because who says no to that? So that was 2018. I ended up moving from San Francisco to Melbourne, Australia. And like life is always just rolling, you know? I. Uh, that's how I really, I, SoulCycle helped me tap into my motivational speak and uh, mindset work and things like that. I still was always very into esoteric. So, you know, I've been reading tarot since 2004. I've always really been into magic and manifestation stuck with me since that first time that I found it and used it to move to Chicago. So all of this stuff I, I've really just been carrying with me, building and solidifying within myself and helping other people along the way. You know, these are the things that I was talking about in my spin classes, talking about the universe and talking about manifestation, talking about what you, you, you know, people who come in 6 a.m. to do a spin class, they're, they're there for a purpose. They're there for intention and how that spills over into your everyday life. So these are things that I really, really, really were thinking about and talking about and also doing within my own life, you know, taking these risks, moving to a different country by myself, uh, you know, and yeah, so that kind of was life and uh, pandemic, the pandemic happened and all of these things really started to unfold. And I decided towards the end to move back to the US. And so I'm here in Atlanta and I am, doing hypnosis and hypnotherapy and I I help people really find I, I I think I help people dig into the ambiguity you know that that lives within when they are recognizing that a shift is looming <laughs> like a shift is on the way you feel it right you know oh, something yeah. needs to change yeah and so I really help people uncover that or, or just investigate it. And if there's fears or doubt, if there's trauma, if there's all of these things that are, if there are things that are really blocking them from pursuing their, their dreams, they're pursuing success or allowing success, allowing love, we, we tackle that, we handle that. And um, yeah, there's a sense of empowerment there. Let me, let me, sorry, Mariah, let, before I let you two dive too far in, let's talk about hypnotherapy. You skipped a step there. I, I think did. most oh, yeah, yeah. people, <laughs> when, and this was me too, when you hear hypnotherapy, what comes to your head is what we grew up with of like someone on the stage getting the 
watch back and forth doing the yeah. chicken, you know, un- out of control. And mm-hmm. even I, um, that's not really what you guys are talking about. And instead, tell me about how you came, because re- what's really cool to me and what I'm projecting onto you is that you found hypnotherapy in the way that we're talking about it. And it was, a, it, it's this cool tool belt that lets you pull all these skills together (laughs) and and help people in the way that you're now helping people. So tell me about like, how were you introduced to it? How did you um, decide that that was the path you wanted to take? Yeah, Shay, I love that. Um, You know, yeah, I I did. I totally skipped. Again, a lot of the things that I I help people with, I've been using on myself. So I was helping I was you know leaning into meditation and um, breath work and things like that and wanting and I love these tools and I love those practices but there was something about focus and intention that I was seeing correlated with manifestation that wasn't being really uh, touched in those realms right like there was, there's something about manifestation that I really felt like there's a belief system here. You, you hear, you attract your, you know, uh, you attract who you are or you, you, your vibrational set point is what pulls things to you. And I started to see this correlation between mind and uh, emotion, right? Like, um, so that was really starting to, to interest me now. And within my own business, I had these, I had, uh, goals and achievements that I was chasing and I felt a block myself I felt like I wasn't able to really get over this hurdle whatever it was what was the thing that was like stopping me from showing up as consistently as I wanted to or um um, doing doing the kind of work that I really wanted to do in the capacity that I wanted to do it in and again the algorithm is crazy of you know the universe is one big algorithm we have the internet algorithm and I started whenever you go into these spaces you you hear mindset 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 when you're in personal development it's all about mindset and just so happened I started leaning or just really getting introduced to hypnosis and hypnotherapy and I decided to try it for myself to see if it could help me with motivation and within that, my one, I did one session and it uncovered all of these like childhood things that I've been carrying around about, you know, my, my own uh, identity, my own self-reflective personality and the things that the shadow that I, I really wasn't investigating. This is a word that's going to be coming up a lot, you know, that I wasn't paying attention to. <clears throat> and it was profound. It, it really was profound. And within that, that was like at the beginning of some year, maybe it was like 20, it must have been right before, right before the pandemic really, really went down. So somewhere in the 2019, I noticed like some really big things happened for me. I, I manifested a big chunk of money. I built uh, one of my TikTok profiles, like exploded and it was like with ease and it just felt so natural. I really saw myself being able to sustain as an expat in Australia during a pandemic, right? Like that was one of the things I, I 
was self-sufficient in that. And I attribute it to knocking down some of those walls that were keeping me from really showing up, from charging the prices that felt that 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 felt good to me, to feeling like I could help people. And I wanted to serve that to other people. I wanted to do that for other people. I wanted to help people really figure out those subconscious blocks that are really getting in the way. Because when you think about it, we all live in, we have this perspective of the world and it's all unique, right? Shay, you have a unique perspective. Mariah has a unique perspective and it all is, it's all directly correlated to the subconscious mind. And once you start to recognize if where your beliefs are, how they're, how they're helping you or really holding you back, then you have some power. And I think this is what I mean by pragmatic manifestation. Manifesting, right? You create, something is created with your intention, abracadabra. As I speak, I create, right? Um, there's, it's, it's like intention. So if you're able to, if you're able to really recognize where your focus is, who you are being, what you're thinking consistently, consecutively, like all the time, then you're able to really, I think, shift some things. I hope that, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And A, I, I, I want to go back just like a hot second. <clears throat> Your entire story is literally how you trust the nudge. It's like you feel that there's dissonance and you're like, what is this dissonance? What is this heaviness? What is this stuck feeling? And then you allow yourself to be like, I realize that I'm stuck. What's next? And then it just opens up the door to so many possibilities and opportunities. So I just want to reflect like how beautiful that is. And like, you never know where these nudges are going to bring you. And like, that's part of the journey. Like, we're not supposed to know. If we knew, we probably would or wouldn't do it depending on the mindset that we have when we like think about it. But you brought up The Secret and I remember watching it. I think it was in high school. I watched The Secret and I remember like the first version of it because I'm pretty sure there's another version, but like the very first version that everybody knows, it was kind of like your thoughts create things, your thoughts create things. And so I remember trying to consciously manifest because also manifestation, like we're manifesting all of the time. So it's like, how do we intentionally and consciously manifest the shit that we want if we're always creating? How do we put that focus on like what we actually want instead of manifesting the shit that we don't want? But the secret was like thoughts become things. And so it's like, you know, writing down in my journal, like, this is what I'm going to think. This is what I'm going to think. But I was leaving out the entire part of beliefs, like who mm -hmm. I am, like who I be, because mm -hmm. it was like a piece of that equation was missing because it's beliefs become thoughts, which become, which create actions, which then create results. So it's like learning hypnotherapy and like the subconscious mind where our beliefs sit that's the sauce. Like that, that is the magic component there of like, let's start to explore these beliefs that are in our subconscious mind that happened in childhood or like wherever they came from and see how they're creating these thoughts, which are creating the actions and the steps that they're taking. And I feel like 
in the manifestation world, like I see it, it's, it's blown up on social media. Everybody's talking yeah. about manifestation. This is how you manifest. And it's like, <laughs> just focus on your thoughts, focus on your thoughts. But it's like, how do we get a layer deeper? Because like, I can try to trick myself into thinking things, but if I don't fucking believe it, I'm not taking the action. So it's like part, getting, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. it's like, it's getting, it's getting deeper. And I feel like that's, that's, where the magic of manifestation is, is really like the subconscious mind. Yeah, I think I, I, I agree. Um, you were saying, you know, your thoughts become beliefs or beliefs become thoughts, which become the action. And I think that first part is something that, you know, the secret really was, uh, there's missing components to it. And I think that's why that's a really um, like great place to start but it's not the whole story. And you're right. If you have a belief that says this isn't possible or that will never work or it's too hard or I failed before, so I'm going to fail again, the, the, <laughs> the motivation to continue going really is, it isn't there or it's going to dwindle or it, it's, it's sketchy, right? Um, I think that what I love to talk about too is in what I'm recognizing within my own self too is uh, the meaning that we put behind the thing, right? So I am manifesting money because I think that's a lot of stuff, like not me specifically, but just throwing that out there as an example. Like when I manifest money or when people try to manifest money, they're so focused on this thing, right? They're focused on the money. They're focused on the money. They're focused on the money. And they're not really focusing on what that what they think the money is going to bring them like happiness freedom joy they're not really focusing on the beliefs that they have about money right like a lot of people have these subconscious beliefs from the conditioning uh, that they grew up with right like if you grew up poor you probably have some extremely sticky money mindset uh, concepts that need to be worked out right your relationship with money is probably uh, challenging and to say the least right it's you, you see it as you see it as hard to come by or maybe there's a, a source of guilt or shame when you do have money or you feel like you don't deserve the money like all of these things start to happen um again on the flip side if you're somebody who has a lot of money or who grew up not really wanting anything you're just capable of having everything your relationship to money is a lot different right and so your ideas about it are different and the way you behave around it are different and the way you attract it is different and so this it, the secret doesn't really talk to people about that and i think in social media spaces especially here um now it is so uh gimmicky and people want an easy button and that's kind of my gripe with a lot of i i kind of get like ugh, I, I, how do I talk about something different? How do I make this? And how do I really talk about this different so that people are interested in it? Because honestly, when I start going into mindset and manifestation, it's it's like people are asleep to that. <laughs> and, Truly, yeah. You know, they want the the three six nine technique that's going to have them uh, manifest their 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 ex back in in one day manifest the text in 30 minutes and i'm like are you kidding you're spending all of your brain power on trying to manifest the text you're spending all of your focus power on trying to manifest your ex back like why aren't you trying to manifest happiness love connection uh why aren't you trying to create that in your world 
right now by yourself so that you are then vibrating at that frequency and no matter what's coming to you it's going to be that be it the x or the text from the person that you can't get enough of like i digress with that one but like i think again i think the secret is a beautiful place to start and i i honestly think there's so many other levels to manifestation it, um, that that can help people really expand evolve and create the reality right mm-hmm. okay so i have to be like the kindergartner in the room the secret let's back out for people who don't know i thought it, it wasn't originally a, a a documentary or a movie that got turned into a book because my first interaction was a book right so a lot of people know the secret like the the movie yeah um if I'm not mistaken, it's a book that was turned in, in like the, the, the movie kind of documentary style thing, really popularized it, you know, um, that's, okay. that's where it really took off with people. Um, but yeah, it is a book and sh- like, there's so many other, like all the people who are in the book have, you know, like, um, there's so many people within this book. I can't, I'm like spank, like blanking on names right now. But um, when you think about any of the law of attraction kind of gurus out there mm-hmm. who are in this book talking about it, they have their own offshoots. You know, I still listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks. Yeah. Um, that was that was one that I really started getting into. I've been leaning deeper into more of the like older, older, older Neville Goddard, you know, like that kind of stuff where it really talks about how imagination is key. And when you think about hypnosis, right? So a lot of people do think hypnosis is um, they don't have control or I'll make them quack like a duck whenever they hear a fire alarm or something like that. Um, But it's like, Manif- uh, hypnosis is simply getting connected to your subconscious mind, right? Bypassing the conscious mind so that you can inter- engage, interact, and, and uh, shift your subconscious mind in a way. It's, it feels different to a lot of people. Some, and, and sometimes you don't feel anything really at all. Hypnosis it can simply be a deep, relaxed state where you are so so in into your being right like you're you're very um it's very a focused state and when you're able to get into these brain brain phases right when you're able to get into the subconscious when you're able to reach those alpha states um theta states and things like that that's where you tap into creativity that's Mm -hmm. where a lot of your repressed emotions live that's where a lot of the repressed memories live right um and when you can access those you get so uh, it's just like a wealth of information about your behavior behavior is not the problem right behaviors are symptoms (laughs) behaviors are cues and when you start to have this understanding about why you behave a certain way that's when you're able to really change the behavior right yeah yeah um one of the things you know I'm working with a client right now who she wanted to quit smoking and within her she had this feeling of powerlessness to the cigarette and she literally said oh I don't know what I'm gonna do if I have to go to the store and I was like what 
is uh, is there a story that's like that that you can't bypass is there is there something about the cigarettes that are making you purchase it like what is what is all of this and we really start to tap into what is my self-worth right like what is my what what do I believe these cigarettes are doing for me? Um, and, and tapping into all of this, when I, when I see my behavior as more than just an issue or a problem that I don't like, when I really see it as uh, a symptom to, to protecting myself or avoiding pain, again, those are kind of the same things, but when I see this as a symptom to, to when I really have the reason to why I'm doing this, then I'm able to make a choice, make a, a different choice. And I think that's what hypnotherapy really, really, really does. I always tell my clients hypnotherapy is not a quick fix. It's a, it's, it can get you your results quicker, but it's not a quick fix. And you have to really want the change for it to be, um, for it to be possible and you cannot be hypnotized if you don't want to be hypnotized yeah yeah for sure and I feel like well I mean just just the way that I got in the habit of explaining it to people was that hip like being in hypnosis it's essentially quieting the inner critic for like a hot minute so that like we can start to put helpful thoughts, helpful beliefs into the subconscious mind so that we can start to, to repattern some things so that we're, like you said, doing actions that actually support where we want to go. But it's like, if you're hesitant to even create that, then it's like, you're going to have blocks to even being hypnotized. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. I, I I love the example that you gave. And it's also really interesting because I feel like before I studied hypnotherapy, I really didn't realize how much of our beliefs are in our subconscious mind. Like it it was kind of like, oh, we hear subconscious mind. It's like, but what the fuck is it? Like, isn't it just like, what, what do I got? Like two brains? Like, what is this? And so I don't remember the exact percentage, but it's like your subconscious mind controls like 90% of like what you do. And it's like Mm -hmm. the core of how you operate. And it basically gets created through, I think it's the third trimester of like being in the womb up until around like age seven, because our consciousness isn't at a state to where we can consciously decide who we want to be because we're young. So we end up absorbing all of this information, all our beliefs, thought patterns, how to be in the world. We absorb all of that through whatever situations, experiences, dynamics happen between age of zero and seven, essentially. And so I didn't realize the power of this until I was hypnotized and I had a fear of going live on Instagram. And I was like, yo, we're just going to dive into like where the fuck this fear came from. So like we did a hypnosis session and it was like, oh, as it turns out back in like fifth grade, people were making fun of people for like not being able to read things in a textbook correctly. And then I had another situation where like I had friends who like twisted my words and like got mad at me. And like, it made me feel like I was exiled from like society essentially, like outside of my community. And I was like, if you would have asked me consciously, hey, where did this come from? I would have been like, I don't know, my dad was an asshole. 
Like, I don't know, like maybe, maybe that's got something to do with it, but like allowing myself to dive even deeper. And I think that there was like previous memories as well, but it's like the subconscious mind is like a filing cabinet of all of these imprints of just like, not even the experience itself. It's more so like how meaning you, you gave to the experience. Yes, yes, exactly. And it's like, I've had conversation with friends and like, even, even my boyfriend, like about a certain situation in his life, something that happened. And he was like, yeah, but like, it's not a big deal. And I was like, yeah, consciously the experience is like, as an adult, I can look at it now and be like, that's not a big deal. But little you, when you're five years old and you don't understand how the world works, you take it as something personal. And so it's like the, the meaning that, that you take in behind that experience, that's what formulates this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my favorite phrase is uh, when people say like, I know this is the problem, you know, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, you know, consciously, but subconsciously you believe something completely different. Yeah. When you are, when you're in a relationship, and you find yourself flying off the handle at something that your partner said to you, it's never about what they said. It's about the way you feel. And it, oftentimes you felt that way as a kid and it made you feel uh, less than, underappreciated, undervalued, unloved. Uh, you know, it made you feel all these things. And anytime you feel that way again, it's going to take you right back to it's, it's always a remembering. Any trigger is a remembering. Mm. And so you're right. Like the subconscious mind is 95% or so like of your beliefs, of your behaviors, it runs the show, you know, it runs the show. It's all of, when you, it, when you're in the shower, you're in a hypnotic state, when you're brushing your teeth, you're in a hypnotic state. When you put, take a moment and just like consciously put on your clothes and you are it you'll notice that you put your shirt on the same way you put your pants on the same way you put your belt through the same loops on the same side over and over again that is the subconscious mind you do all of these things in habit form right that you never have to think about and that is your subconscious mind and the more that you are able to connect with the subconscious mind and it's malleable, right? It's pliable, it, yeah. it shifts and it changes, it grows. It's always paying attention, always paying attention to what you say, what you focus on, what you're thinking about. And it's creating, it's, it's making sure that the world, your world matches your beliefs, right? So I think that's one of the most important things and, that, and why I honestly have been tying manifestation and, hypnosis and mindset, all of that together, because that's like the overarching idea of what any manifestation practice, technique, uh, theory, it's all about like your belief system. Um, you know, when we talk about emotions, an emotion is an experience that you're having from a thought of like you're from a thought about an experience right so you are experience you're having an experience you're being stimulated and you're processing that your brain's process processing that and saying like this is what's happening this is what's happening and all of a sudden you have an emotion 
that comes through. So it's your, you know, that's the physical, the emotion is like the physical sensation of a thought, right? The more you're able to um, master your thoughts, the easier it is to master your emotions. And the more you can master your emotions, the, the stronger your manifestation, the stronger your, your, your will, your, your creative powers, all of that, right? Um, yeah, it just all, it all flows together so, so succinctly and easily. Like, it's like, how does it not make sense? Um, you know? Yeah. It's funny. I've been sitting here like, man, we're going in a lot of directions, but also it's all the same and like all tied together. So let me like recap and you guys tell me if I'm understanding this right. We have a subconscious mind that is really dropped um, driving, it, it's got the driving wheel 85 to 90% of the time, driving a lot of our actions, um, our results in life. And we, for the most part, as a society, I would say, stay pretty unaware of what you just brought up, which I think is cool, Terrell, of this thing is malleable. And I think bringing back the secret, the secret kind of touched on, hey, we have this really powerful thing driving us. And if you can shine some light and on the subconscious, you can make some cool things happen for yourself. But the secret kind of wasn't the full answer. It, it, from my layman's understanding, it really lacks a bit of surrender. You know, you hear a lot of secret people. I grew up in a pretty strict church environment. So I saw a lot of examples of people like, oh, if we if we pray hard enough, all the it's all, all going to happen. And then I, it didn't. So I have seen manifestation where we believed and we held the thought and we really tried and it doesn't work. And so I think there's this element that the secret kind of missed out on. And it's this deeper, ultimately at the end of the day, we're in a dance with the universe and 50, we're out of control. You know, we can control some bits. We can take a look at ourselves, our beliefs, shine light on the subconscious. And what I love that y'all are saying is like all of this programming happened in zero to seven and then that is what's driving us for the rest of our lives and how many people do you know that don't believe this is malleable they really believe that this is my map of the world and this is what it is and I can't change anything and so I think it's beautiful even just to acknowledge no even if you're 87 years old no this is something that you can really have a relationship with and interact with but so I think there's what I am realizing is we are real, we're seeing the subconscious is power and we're seeing that we can interact with it. And really um, we can reprogram some of this stuff that maybe happened to us zero to seven, or even before that, you know, we have ancestral um, stories that come and affect us. And so I love, I feel empowered listening to you guys. And so what I'm understanding is that hypnotherapy is almost like the secret 2.0. It, it's, um, it, it's got bits of let's hold intention and let's, but it's more of let's get in alignment with like what I'm really here to do <laughs> and like what energy I'm here to be in and attract. And then from that place, you know, let's take a look at old patterns and old beliefs and let's connect with want from more of an aligned place. Not, I want my ex back, but no, what, what does want really look like for me in terms of like, what am I here to do in this lifetime? <laughs> and so I think, um, hypnotherapy is a cool tool. If you are feeling that want, like Terrell talked about that pull, that nudge, um, another little caveat here, Terrell, I liked you point out 
you kind of glossed over this, but this is huge for me. Um, not accepting the shame that perhaps your family or your friends put on you for having that want. I don't know if this is like a very Midwestern thing, but for us, if we want too much, I get a lot of like, oh no, don't get too big. Don't get too loud. You know, like that's not polite or that's not the way we work, you know? And so for me, I had a lot of shame around, oh shoot, I'm not satisfied again. And I, I, I moved to South Korea and I had a whole bunch of shame around, what are you doing? You have a great job. You're doing the thing, you know? And so I think that there's a bit of um, not letting yourself get shamed for wanting, wanting more, not being satisfied, allowing yourself to blow it all up and take the risk. So I love that you had that already. Mariah has that too, where you're like, you're not going to shame me. You're not going to shame me. <laughs> but for the rest of us yeah. out there, draw some awareness to that. Like maybe in your life, where have you been shamed for wanting things? And where are you not even allowing yourself to open up the realm of possibility for what could be right? Because a lot of this stuff is mm. you have to believe it's even possible that you could have yeah. these things and, and your, your loved ones won't get mad at you for it and they'll still be here. And so I don't know, I, I love I love that you brought that up because I think it's really, really important. And I, I really, I'm feeling excited. And I liked Terrell, the way you're talking about um, hypnotherapy is helping people during pivots, right? So those of us that are feeling the nudge, we really want to pivot into something. It feels big and scary. There could be a lot of help with our subconscious and we don't even like know what to do. That would be a time to go to a hypnotherapist. Am I understanding all of that right so far? Yeah, absolutely. I think when you feel, especially if you're feeling like you can't move forward or the fear right is too big to get past or you again or you are struggling you know I think in religion if you come from a really religious family or background there can be a lot of shame and guilt and, and things that we we struggle with in in our lives that that hold us back that keep us back if if you're feeling like, you know, hypnosis can be, it, it's so, it can be used in so many different areas. Um, one of the things that you said that I just, that I always say is like, yeah, you have to be able to have a belief. You have to be able to believe that the thing that you want is possible, even if it's just living free, even if it's just living the way that you want to live, you have to see it as possible. And I think hypnosis can help you uncover, untap, or let, you know, really why it is that you have the beliefs that you have. It's all awareness, I think. Um, it's all education, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree. If you're feeling like you wanna change, you want a change, but you can't get past those things that are debilitating, imposter syndrome, uh, you know, fear of failure, the, the public speaking, money management, time management, focus if those are things that are getting in your way hypnotherapy can absolutely help yeah yeah for sure and I I remember hearing this quote somewhere and I don't remember where it was but it was something along the lines of like awareness is the healing simply becoming aware like half of the healing is already done mm. because yeah. it's like oh shit 
I didn't realize that I was doing this. I didn't realize that this was a pattern. I didn't realize that this was like a connection that I had, or like, this is how I always play this out. Or like, this is how I always think about that. And it's like the simple awareness that it's happening is then taking your power back to be like, now that I'm aware, what the fuck do I want to do about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm reading this, you know, uh, Buddhist book, Buddhism, Plain and Simple. And I literally, like the last chapter that I read last night, um, talks to that. And it says, we're always going to have desires. Like, it's not about trying to stop your desire or trying to eliminate having desires, but it's, it's just being able to see, like being able to recognize your intention, recognize the way that you're being, recognize the, the world and really bringing it back to, uh, it's, it's all about seeing the truth of what's happening around you in this mindful kind of way. And I think that's what you're really talking about, Mariah. And it's just like really understanding what's happening for you, just recognizing what's happening. And Shay, that's kind of like what not a lot of people, you know, a lot of people live their lives chasing, chasing things and uh, pursuing, pursuing these endeavors that they think are going to bring them happiness and I'll just leave it there, happiness, when you, you, you finally reach it and you realize, oh, this, like, there's gotta be more, <laughs> or that's not what I wanted at all, or, you know, and it's like, if you're able to slow it down and articulate, it's not the thing that I want, it's the emotion that I'm going for, it's the, the way of being that I'm going for. If you really manifest from that point, I think it makes the process and maybe your life a lot easier. I love that. I love that reframe because I feel like I don't, I don't hear people talking about it in that way, like the emotion behind it and, and, and things like that. Like, I know that like Joe Dispenza does, and like, I'm also a huge Joe Dispenza fan and like his, his meditations, because they allow me to drop into the feeling of what I am trying to create. And then if we just bring this back into like human design, like apparently the way that I manifest is that is by dropping into like how I want to feel. And then the Joe Dispenza stuff, like it's kind of like a hypnosis without actually being a hypnosis. And maybe I just drop in super fucking quick and I'm just like, yo, where am I in the quantum hanging out? Like, I don't even know where I am, but it's being able to drop in and really feel the feelings because every day in our human life, when we are trying to decipher everything that we're seeing, we lack the awareness because we're always being, what is it? Um, we're always being sigh, whatever. We're, we always have shit going on. We're always trying mm -hmm. to like, things always have our attention. And so dropping into like a meditative or a hypnosis state and feeling the feelings, that feels different. That feels different than how I can feel sitting here having a conversation, even when I'm aware that I'm sitting here having a conversation. So I think like getting into the habit of like, how can we create space to sit and to feel into what it would feel like to have what we already want. 
And I well, think that when, that's, go ahead, go ahead. When you, you started, you started talking about the quantum and you start, you know, and uh, like, again, it's that repetition of returning to that feeling They, you know, there's in, in um, quantum theory, right? Like it is that attraction. It's that, that, uh, that energetic emotion or vibration that, that really pulls things together in the matrix, right? Like uh, the reality you're in, and this is another thing that I've really been thinking about is if the universe is objective, if it's neutral, right? And it's only our perspective, our beliefs that, that are subjective, right? You, when, you when you shift your perspective, when you shift your emotion about a thing, then you really start creating in this new space. And I think that's like what Dr. Joe Dispenza really talks about. What does it feel like to have the thing that I want? Mm -hmm. Bam, that's like, you know, that if you just focus on that, then, and you continue to go there, like, especially with him with health, right? If you really visualize yourself healthy, 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 if you visualize your body working perfectly, if you visualize your relationships sparking all of these joys and da 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 da, da and, and you're creating, you know, they say consciousness is the, is the, the beginning of reality creation, right? You have to be uh, aware of a thing for it to exist right mm -hmm. and so the more you anything anything that you create in your mind has to eventually uh, realize itself um now this is getting into some other like really deep kind of areas and i think will trigger some people to and I, I don't really love using trigger I'm trying never I'm trying not to use trigger that much anymore because that's also like a buzzwordy thing but you know when you get activated and your belief system is being questioned and you feel that internally and it has you doubting or questioning or wanting to fight you know that is where you realize, okay, that's the belief that I have about the world. It's so easy to really look at that belief, right? So if somebody's telling you, you can control your, you can, you can change your reality. If somebody says, actually, the universe is neutral, the world we live in is objective. And they say, well, what about racism? And what about mm -hmm. all of these things? And it's like, that still is like very neutral and it's objective. And, you know, it's your meaning that you're placing upon the thing that you're witnessing that gives it all of all of the aspects of how you're feeling about it. So if you're in a, you know, I'm, I'm kind of jumping, but if you're in a relationship and it's not working for you, what's your perspective, <laughs> right? Like what's the meaning you're giving behind the thing that they say or don't do or that you're not receiving? If you're in a job that you don't feel excited about that you don't feel fulfilled in. and I was working with a client with this yesterday really understanding what is the thing that I do not like right like we have to be able because so many people speak I told my client you speak in watercolors and like it's hard to grasp what's happening right if it's, it's too airy it's too vague it's too light it's too let's get down into like what it is that you don't like specifically and we're able to whittle it down to, I feel undervalued and disrespected. Like, I don't feel like I'm in a place where I can grow. I don't feel like I'm in a place of leadership that I know I thrive in. And 
when you start to uncover those desires that are literally in your subconscious, right? Because it first comes out as feeling discontent. And when you're able to put words, like real words into it, then you're able to create from a new space because then you can visualize a new job where you have all the components that you want. And that's how you create. I'm really glad you took the reins on that one because I could have spun us and like, God knows where I was going with that. I'm really glad that you interjected because like that, that the explanation and like the quantum, like I've never tried to define things like that. And I'm just glad that you allowed that to come through because I think that that's really powerful. Yeah. Um, think- okay. What is the quantum? What, what I hear that <laughs> word a lot. Um, I, I couldn't take a stab at it. It's going to be rushed or rough. Does anyone else have a thought? Like, how would you talk about it? Yeah. So, you know, okay. So quantum in like physics, right? So it's like, it's like energy at the, it's like the whole of everything, right? So um, when you think about, when you think about, when you, when you think about particles and, and, and everything is energy, right? At the molecular level, everything is energy. Everything is energy, right? Everything is energy. When you go down to the smallest, tiny, 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 you realize, oh, that's technically empty space you know, grouped up in little, little atoms and this creates the thing. And like, I'm, I'm not a scientist, but like, (laughs) no, you're right. Like, I think theoretically in physics, there is even like this desk, there is a a reality where I could put my fist through it because it's not at even the hardest, solidest things at their base level are energy, which is wild to think about because we are like interacting with all of these objects, but it's physical objects. (laughs) This is, this mug is ceramic. It's hard. I can touch it. You know, this is real life. I can see it. I'm experiencing it. And in the quantum, it says, well, if everything is energy and everything exists in this quantum field, right, there are multiple, multiple, multiple doesn't even, there are infinite possibilities. There are so many things happening. There's a book called Reality Transurfing. And it really talks all about this part where it's like, if there are infinite possibilities to, to anything, right, if you, you know, you can, you can use the quantum field to transurf these realities and move into a place that you that you really want. So again, we live in a world where we make choices every single day to believe the world as it is based on our past experiences, which become our beliefs, right? Every single day we make a choice to say, I am Terrell, I love the color blue, I work for myself, I don't like working for other people. I do not like raw red onions. Um, like, you know, you have all of these things that you start creating, these, this identity. I can, if I spend enough time really getting into the quantum, like Dr. Joe Dispenza helps us, you know, you slow down your breathing. You really start to get into your heart space. You start to feel the invisible space that is all around you. Mm-hmm. And you tap into that. And the more you do that, the more you're able to create reality. Now, 
people want to tell you you can instantaneously quantum jump quantum leap into a new reality and da 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 like honestly i am a realist and i argue against a lot of that sometimes i think it takes time but i do see how things unfold you know the life that i'm living right now i was envisioning years ago you know um i was envisioning it took time and i realized that a lot of the things i could have probably taken my hand out of and just allowed but here i am nonetheless right being my working for myself working helping people having time freedom i'm looking at my my vision board right now and i'm seeing a lot of the abundance and money is flowing to me easily and quickly and all of these things that are coming i'm seeing it happening in real time and so the more you sit there and you really engage with the universe at that quantum level at that open space level and you let go of all of the um the perspective that what you're seeing right now is how it's going to always be physical limitations right there you go the easier it is to to set yourself up to get into this new space so the quantum really is like when they talk about quanta it's 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 everything right so if i am if i am energy and the tree is energy technically we are made of the same energy right yeah. uh the, it, you and all of us we are made of the same energy and the more we engage you know they say two particles um can have an influence on each other across time and space and so if that's real right like if that, that's science that's proof like i don't have to prove that to anybody because it's literally in the books like they've done yeah they've let's done give research. like a real example i have a couple like <laughs> that i've read but you know um one that comes to mind and that we're all i think familiar with is the idea that you know like when you talk to plants they um or you play nice music they can show like growth mm -hmm. happens differently or ice crystals if it's like hearing mm -hmm. like rage music versus yeah. calming peaceful music happens differently but then i also know that like joe and his world have run experience of people like across the country holding something with intention and it affects something else at like a different time do you yeah. guys have any better examples of that i i've heard a couple i think they're cool and it, it gets back to in my mind quantum the quantum is the interconnectivity of all things and if we can what i'm hearing from you drop out of ego i'm an individual this is my identity and ego death literally tap into how am i connected to everything <laughs> that is the quantum and there's a lot of cool stuff it sounds crazy, but like a simple way I've <laughs> thought about it is, I mean, it's undeniable what, let's say I'm like going through the life with these glasses on of, you know, making a million dollars isn't possible for me. And I have those glasses on. I'm going to look at every piece of input, every piece of stimulation through those glasses and through that lens. And if I believe that, I'm going to find all these data points that support it. And then I'm going to start telling my story and it's going to get stronger. But if instead I take those glasses off and put on my rose colored glasses of it's so easy for me to make a million dollars. And now all of a sudden, every action, every thought, every moment of the day I'm filtering through that lens all of a sudden oh yeah well maybe oh yeah well actually that could be possible and maybe I could do this and maybe I could have this opportunity it's almost it's like you're sifting all your inputs through a different lens <laughs> and yeah, that absolutely. is the power of this work like it's so the filter it sounds crazy but 
I, I don't know, like I've talked about this before, Japanese religion, Shintoism, I believe, is based off this idea that um, you can, everything is energy and we can interact with it all. And so we should be showing respect to the rocks and to our mailbox and to everything because we are all made of the same, the earth, obviously. And we're all interacting with each other constantly in ways we're not even aware of. So I think yeah. it's it sounds, I just, my point here is, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, these are crazy sounding words. It, it's not really, it's probably something you even have a bit of experience with in your own life. And go ahead, Mariah, sorry, <laughs> I'm going No, on. no, I just, I, I wanted to give a resource for people. If you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know, like, I, I, I feel like there's like threads of truth here, but like they lost me. <laughs> then do me a favor and go either to your library or to wherever you buy books and buy the book Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. Mm -hmm. When I read that book, it cemented a lot of things for me. And literally like half of the beginning of the book is going through the scientific data and the actual biology. So Bruce Lipton was a biologist and he started testing these things and trying to figure it out. And the beginning of the book, it's it's a little science heavy. So make it through that. And then the next half of the book is a little bit easier to read, but he's able to explain all of this in a way that like logically, consciously, emotionally, like even your inner critic can kind of like grasp onto some of these things because he, he just explains it in a way it's where you're like, oh shit. Yeah, exactly. And he talks about the subconscious, the subconscious mind and gives the example of like driving a car. Like we drop into like the fact that we are able to drive a car and go somewhere and like not have to think about turning the key. Where's the blinker? Turning the steering wheel, pressing the gas, pressing the brake is just one really physical example of how the subconscious mind works. And the reason why it's like that is because we would have to use a lot of energy in order to follow through on these habits if we had to consciously think about it. So since we are a conscious society of like ever evolving and trying to we're always like creative problem solving and manifesting, but in order to have energy to do that, we need to have a system that allows us to drop into autopilot, which is why habits are actually really fucking beneficial if they are beneficial habits, because they allow us to like conserve energy. But that's also why when you're learning something new, you end up feeling exhausted pretty quickly because you're reconnecting new patterns in your brain and you're forming new habits. And that takes a lot of energy. And that's where the thing of like, do it for 21 days and it becomes a habit. I don't know if it's 21 days. It might be, I think it might be longer. It might be shorter. I guess it depends on like how ingrained this habit was. But that's why they say to do it for an extended period of time, because the mind learns through repetition and then you can create a new habit, a new connection. Therefore, it ends up like getting stored in the subconscious mind. And if you're conscious and using intention to do this, you end up manifesting a lot quicker because your subconscious mind is doing all of the work for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um... There was something that, uh, gosh, the mind. Um, <laughs> the mind is, I think this is why it's so fascinating. And I recently decided to go 
back to school to finish my psychology degree uh, because I want to know more about like consciousness and how, you know, experiences affect us. And you're right, you know, we have these processes that uh, there is, I'm, I'm like kind of basing on the, the exact, the exact number, but it's like, um, the amount of information we take in is astronomical to the amount of information that people in the like twenties used to take in, right? Like it's, it's insane how much information we, we have. And if we didn't have these filters, if we didn't have, you know, the subconscious mind kind of like filtering these things out and saying like, okay, we're going to put that over there in the box. We don't really need that anymore. We're going to get assigned that a, a space because that's going to help you uh, navigate this particular phase or area of your life better. If we didn't have those processes, we would overload, right? Or we'd all just be mushed, running around, you know, just try, trying to navigate this world. Um, I, there's, it can sound like when we start talking about quantum physics, like it sounds, it's weird to say, like say it sounds woo-woo because I don't think science is woo-woo, I don't know, like, but it can sound very like that. Um, but again, this is, this is, I think, one of one of the biggest tragedies of, of being human, right? Is that we think so little of like the possibilities of the world that we, it comes back to the belief, like what do you believe is possible? What do you believe is possible? I, um, I was talking to a coach years, a couple of years ago, and I said, I wanted to quit my job. I'm tired of like, I'm overworked, teaching spin, I feel bored, da, 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 all the symptoms. But again, I was like, this job is paying my bills. I love it. I, I do like it. You know, I was giving all these excuses why I should stay. And she said, well, how much money? And she's like, well, why aren't you? And I was like, because I need money to like sustain myself while I focus on my business. And she said, well, how much money do you need? And just off the cuff, I was like, $50,000 would be amazing. Okay. And she's like, okay, how are you going to get that? And I said, well, I could really um, work on saving money through clients and doing these, you know, I had some legit systems in place that I was like, I'm going to save this money. It might take me a year, but I have a goal. I can, if I get enough clients at this price point, I can make this money. Da, da, da. You know, I started list, I started reading, um, thinking we're rich. And I was really putting all of these practices into play. Randomly, I see this ad on, on Instagram and it says, Hey, are you an American living in Australia who loves money or who loves music? And I was like, yeah, like I, I literally do that for my, you know, this is my job. I listen to music. I've always been into music. Um, and they're like, sign up for this and you might be able to like experience this life-changing opportunity. And I was like, cool. A couple of months go by. I don't hear anything. I totally forget about it. I get a phone call from this random person that's like, hey, you signed up for, uh, you signed, you, you sent in your information. I'm calling you back. Do you want, would you be interested in being on this game show? And this music game show, and they tell me all about it. And I'm like, that's cool. Go through the whole process, 
find out it's called, it's the show called Name That Tune that used to be out like in the 70s or something. Um, but it's it's this show called Name That Tune and they're like, you have an opportunity to win big money. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I go on the show and, you know, I had been really thinking about manifesting $50,000, $50,000, And it got to a point in the game where I thought I was going to lose. And I was like, I'm not going to lose this. Um, I ended up getting to the next round. I was on the pot for like $150,000. And just so happens when I, I ended up like getting kicked out of at this certain round, but I took home $51,000. Are you fucking kidding me? Where has the story been? That's so cool. That's the coolest you know, thing I've heard in years. Yeah, you know, and I remember I was like, huh, <laughs> interesting. Like I should have been asking for $100,000. <laughs> Um, was my first <laughs> was was my initial response but it really the two key takeaways that I had from that experience was one you never know how things are going to show up yeah you never know how things are going to show up you just have to believe that it's possible right don't never limit yourself to an idea because like your little brain can only come up with things that it knows like yep. you, you, you can't even imagine the, the possibility of, you know, I, I, I think it's so amazing how we can literally meet people we never even knew existed at any given time of day. You go out somewhere, you see a stranger on the street, you can make a new, you can meet a new person that you never even knew existed and they could become a big part of your life in, in split seconds. Just yeah. like that, all of a sudden, everything changes. And so never limit yourself because you don't know what's out there. You don't know what's out there. You just have to have that belief. And another thing was, well, I think at the end of the day, when I say it, you, you just have to allow, you have to be open, you have to, it was easy for me to really see me having that money, if that makes sense. Um, I realized that 100K was probably a little bit scarier in my mind. I, I probably needed a little more time to, to, to uh, level up on that, but it raised my money ceiling, you know? Um, it ra- not, not only because I had this injection of money, but I see it now in my business, you know? I see it now in the things, in, in the way that I think about, like when I spend money, like sometimes I'm like, damn, Terrell, you just spent you just spent some money on something that a few years ago, you would have never like, you would have been, you know, pinching the pockets, like clo- closing up that purse. Um, but now, you know, I, 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 feel, I feel like my relationship with money has changed. My ideas about things have changed. And I, when, when I, I, I think about the future, I try not to lim- limit myself with what I think or how I think it's going to happen and just be really open again saying this is what I want yeah surprise me yeah I always peace I love that yeah yeah I I feel like I say this almost every episode like human me doesn't know shit Mm, so true I don't know shit so true 
So true. And we just, a lot, I, and I am not perfect at it. You know, I get caught up. I was talking to my boyfriend about wanting kids and I'm like, I need, I need to have this. I need to do, have this in place. I need to have this in place for this amount of money and this and that. And he's like, well, what if we just like get on a show? And, you know, and I was like, I never really thought about that. But I think there's like a place in my, in my heart where I can expand and open up to that experience. Um, and so there are times where my, the human, human me really does get in the way. I mean, I'm a Taurus, like through and through. I'm very like pragmatic, a dog with a bone when it comes to a system, a structure, uh, a, a belief. You know, I am the, the mo- like, I can be very, very, very <laughs> stubborn in my thinking. Um, but trying to open up on that. So I think that's life. Oh, I love that. I wrote down, be available for the mystery. That's, um, I, I apologize if I've been too facetious during this, but I, I am trying to communicate these things. That's like my journey right now. Cause it's, I just like your $50,000 example, I have I mean, too many to count these days of I have held something in my head and then all of a sudden it happens in the craziest of ways, ways that I could never have imagined. That's Mariah and I shot a whole episode about goal setting and like how crazy it is that we hold on to these like super smart, specific goals when really we have no control over how all of this will play out. And like you pointed out, most of the time, the way that it happens is like off the wall, you could have never imagined, right? And so you have to just be available for that. Like, I trust that this is gonna happen. What's meant for me is gonna hit me and what's will miss me will miss me. And like, it's out of my control at some point, right? So what I keep coming back to, and this is, I've never really, I've been like circling around this idea of, yeah, we hear mindset, mindset, mindset. We even started out the episode with the mind is the tool, but then there's all this, you know, get embodied, do breath work, practice somatics. The body has got all the answers <laughs> and I'm over here, like trying to do it all and still like, okay, well, what's, what am I missing? And I, I think it is it all. There's a connection, right? And it's acknowledging yeah. it is the thinking, but it's also the feeling and the emotion. And for me, what, when I have experienced big changes, it, it's been more of the feeling. So a big change in my business. I, I was waking up anxious every morning. I've shared this before. And I, I, I didn't want that. I wanted to wake up feeling excited. And I focused on what would it look like to wake up feeling excited? Like what changes do I need to make in my life and in my business to have that feeling? And that was the filter. And that was a game changer for me. Just filtering everything through that lens was huge. Yeah. And so feelings, I, I, I think in our like logic, um, like uh, I want to say male mind, but I don't mean to insult you, Terrell, but that very like logical reptilian um, thinking uh, post-industrial society. <laughs> we are, we reward logic and I think we shame feeling. And I think a lot of us, instead of viewing our feelings as data points, really valuable pieces of the experiment that are communicating something to us instead, and this is me, I shut that shit down. I'm like, no feelings, no feelings, no feelings, stay logical, stay logical. <laughs> and what I'm realizing mm. through this conversation is it's both, right? And like, don't, sh- don't shame yourself for having the feelings. The feelings are what that's the truth. That is what your body is trying to communicate something to you. Right. And so I just really appreciate this nuanced conversation we're having of like, yes, it is the head. Yes, it is the body. And yes, it is the subconscious. It's like all of these pieces working together. Um, I just think this is really fun. 
Yeah, I love that. Um, it is both. It's all of it. Right. We live in these bodies that have so many different guides for us to follow. And like you, I agree. My any time that I've made a change, it's always been a feeling. It's always been a feeling that I've recognized first. And then the analytical mind starts kicking in and that's what causes a little bit of confusion or the, you know, you start to question, you start to ask different things. Uh, it took me two years from saying like, I don't really love teaching spin the way that I used to, to I'm done. It took two years, two years. And I went through so many different phases. I loved being in the pandemic when I was like, I'm only teaching three days a week. <laughs> That's great. I love this, you know? And then it got to like, I hate, like I can't even do three days. My body just wasn't, I felt like I was in molasses. And I think you're right. It's, it's all of it. And it's, it's, it's all of it. It's the body engages with the mind in such a beautiful way. And um, you're just kind of, I think we're just, we're experiencing, right? Like we're mm -hmm. experiencing and learning. And, and maybe that's all we're supposed to really be doing is just experiencing and, and, and understanding our unique ability <laughs> here in this moment. Yeah, well, there's this deeper level of conversation that maybe we can have you back on, Terrell, for around two of creativity. You know, I would say like one of my driving, something that drives me in life is that if, if we're all creative beings and we all have a creative side, and unfortunately, a lot of us just got that shut down in school or somewhere. And I think that the more we are allowing ourselves to tap into imagination, creativity, the better of the place, like that's going to make the world a better place. Right. And, and so I love, I am a person that did not identify as a creative and now have, uh, you know, opened the door of possibility. And I want more people to what, what is your creativity? Do you allow space for that? Do you allow time for yourself to have the, the play and the free time and the space for creativity and dropping in and, I think it all comes out differently in all of us, but we all certainly have some way of like getting into flow or getting into the zone. And I think that is a really tangible way to access this stuff is what do you do when you let yourself get bored? Where does your mind go? Let, um, let yourself play and be creative. And, and even if that feels really far away from you, I, oh, here's what I do. Like Thursday afternoons, I have an artist date. That's like a Julia Cameron, um, technique but allowing space for the creativity is a really nice entry point for this stuff and in acknowledging your own you're here you have value you have something to contribute you have worth and are you making space for that um, and letting yourself kind of get rid of this ego and this identity and these stories that you've created and really tapping in on that deeper level I think that that's where I've certainly found fulfillment and satisfaction and um, I think that these tools that we've talked about today are like that, that's it. Like, that's the key for all of this stuff. And can we allow, can we allow ourselves to be there? Cause like you said in the beginning, it, 
I think the problem is that like we, it's not that we don't have one, but we get to the safe spot where it's like, oh, I, I'm okay. I'm doing all right. And I feel safe here. And then we don't look up or beyond. And, and the idea of changing our personality or identity gets really set in stone. And so that, that can be where this, this stuff does sound really obvious, but I think it's very scary because it forces us to challenge our reality and our beliefs about what's true and what's not true. And, and ultimately that's the most unsafe thing you could ever do. So I, I know that it sounds, a lot of it sounds really obvious and straightforward, but also like give some grace with yourself as you're starting to experiment with this, because it is, it'll rock you like no doubt. Yeah. Agreed. All of that. Like that. Um, <laughs> I seriously had, you said everything that I would have said. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, well, this has been incredible. I could talk to you all day. Thank you so much for your time, Terrell. Is um, Mariah or Terrell, any other final thoughts that we want to get out as we're kind of like winding down? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the things that I have been reminding myself over and over and over again is when I'm feeling pressure, I know that that is a signal that I'm, I'm trying to do too much or I'm trying to force or I'm trying to control. And if I can just let that go and I can just allow it, things are going to be so much easier. And again, there's no right way or wrong way to do anything in this world, to manifest, to sh like shift your, your consciousness. Like there's no right way or wrong way. You're going to find your own thing that feels good to you. And so just be in that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Aware, awareness is the healing. Um, okay. So before we let you go, we do have one question that we ask every human on the podcast. So what has been sparking your curiosity lately? Human development. <laughs> I know it sounds kind of like boring, but um, like why we are the way we are. I think I've really been wanting to get more information about that. And in order to help more people feel good about <laughs> who they are, you know? Um, that's the thing I love about human design is it gives, you, it, gives you, it gives you a reason to just really be who you are. It's not trying to make you do anything, but it really is giving you like, hey, you're meant to be the person that goes, that tries a lot of different things and tastes all of these different flavors so you can figure out what you really like. You're the kind of person that, that should be in this really deep system and have all of the, have all of the, 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 the ways and, you know, or the person who isn't supposed to do that at all because they need that creative outlet or they need that freedom to really feel expansive. And so it gives you opportunity to be who you are. And so I think like human development, how we became, how we got here and how we're operating and what makes you tick, like it's been, it's really been growing inside of me. Mm. I can definitely relate to that. At the um, at the end of our first episode of the season, I literally went on like, I think it was like a seven minute tangent about human design. And I was like, listen, you don't absolutely like need it, but it also is just a really great tool for giving yourself permission to be like who the fuck you are and like blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I love that like human design naturally comes up in so many of our conversations because me and Shay have really gotten a lot out of it. But 
Yeah, I feel like human psychology for me, like I'm, I'm kind of at the same point of just like the inner workings of people's minds and how they make decisions and what makes them tick and like why we decide things and how we operate. I also find it extremely fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's okay. a lifelong, I'm with you where it's like, oh, this sounds like such a boring answer, but it is, it's something that I am just continually pulled back to, um, you know, like I'm reading Joe Dispenza in my free time, you know, like it's just something that grabs Which me. book are you reading? Um, what is the, the white, I'm so bad with title, the white one with the blue cover. Um, breaking the Habit of Being Yourself? Yes, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, um, I've, I was reading um, How to Be Supernatural, which I really well, love. That's, that's a newer one, right? I saw him yeah, post yeah. about that. Do you like it? Yeah, 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 that's good. I like all this stuff, so. Wonderful, I'll add that to the list. Well, how can we keep in touch with you, Terrell? Where is the great way to follow along and keep um, yeah. up to date on what you're up to? Instagram is the easiest and quickest way, Terrell Cherry. It's pretty easy to find me. I am extremely uh, searchable. So uh, Instagram is probably the first place to find me. I am on TikTok and figuring out my life in that. I have a podcast as well called Magic Meets Mind. And so um, maybe we can all gather on that in that space and talk about you know, what you all are doing. So um, yeah, that's that's where you find me. And I, I respond quickly and I love connecting, so. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put the links to Terrell's Instagram, to TikTok, and to his podcast in the show notes. So I'm telling you, do yourself a favor and follow him because like his reels are super fun. His content is really not only fun, but like it's actionable, it's empowering, it's it's just it's it's really fucking great. Okay, so I think we're ready to close this episode down. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with somebody that you think would love it or on social media. And if something really popped out to you, DM us, me, Shay, Terrell, literally DM any of us. We all love connecting with you. And as always, thank you so much for listening and for your continued support. If you haven't already, please subscribe or leave us a review or anything you can do, share um, an episode with a friend. We really appreciate it. And um, until next time, always remember, and I think this episode really hit this point home, you have the power to create whatever the fuck you want in your life, truly. If, if there's something that's been tugging at your heart, you, you can create it. Start holding it um, in your mind. Think about it really tap into the feelings of what having it would be like and and allow for the possibility of create the craziest things and you'll be surprised at what happens um as always trust the nudge let curiosity guide the way and we'll see you in the next episode talk to you later Bye.